Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Quick disclaimer, um, we did change our name from the Bit Brothers podcast to the Super Dav Brothers as we found another podcast online with the same name, and we just wanted to avoid any future troubles. So the first two episodes, you'll hear us saying the Bit Brothers podcast, but please note that we have now changed the name to the Super Dav Brothers podcast. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Bit Brothers podcast. Uh, my name is Kyle. And my name is Dean, and we are the Bit Brothers. Uh, let's get the show on the road. All right. Good, much cleaner opening than the last episode. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so kind of like we mentioned last episode, this is obviously going to be a little, hopefully, shorter than the introduction episode. Um, so I think, you know, we kind of went over the different segments last week, so I think we'll just jump right in, and the first one's going to be kind of our, what's hoped to be a long-running series of a, of a Game Boy deep dive each week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hand it over to Dean, because uh, he chose his game this week. Yep, so this week, uh, I chose to play as my first game, um... Kirby's Dreamland on original Game Boy. Um, if you're wondering Solid why choice. I picked that, um, one, it was one of the games I have. Two, I love Kirby. And three, I've never played any of the first like three Dreamland games ever, so I figured why not play it. Um, nice. So for you, those of you who don't know, which I find that probably impossible that you don't know who Kirby is, uh, Kirby Dreamland. <laughs> It was released in 1992 on the original Game Boy, black and white, you know, the little old green screens, whatever you want to call it there. Um, it was made by HAL Laboratory, which also published through Nintendo, but HAL Laboratory, you probably know, they worked on a lot of a lot of Nintendo games, a lot of stuff, things like Earthbound, Mother Games, um, all the Kirby games they helped with smash they've helped with some pokemon games they have a huge list of ones i've never even heard of but they're pretty well known you know yeah and group. i think they were the original creators of smash if I'm yeah remember. i'm pretty I sure i i think in recent years some other teams have maybe taken a bigger role but i think they still have a pretty big hand in it so. yeah definitely um so while we're talking about this, I do have some gameplay footage, uh, courtesy of Retro Archive here, just so you guys can kind of get some visuals of what I'm talking about here while I go through it. Um, first off, I'll start off saying I enjoyed it. It was a really fun game. Uh, I mean, it's a platformer, and it's kind of an early thing, in a way, for platformers. Not necessarily a new thing, but... There's some new stuff that they did in this that a lot of other ones didn't. Um, I start with the artwork. Um, I loved it. It's beautiful. It's a Kirby game. It's cute and fun and happy. You can't really, can't really get too much wrong with it. Uh, they did awesome sprite work in the game. Um, a lot of cool little enemies and bosses they did a good job on. Um, not too crazy it's i mean again you're looking at game boy original graphics it's not like they could do too much craziness with it but 
Right. I think they'll, you know, I mean, just looking at the gameplay, and I, I have played it before, like, I, I think it's pretty impressive for a Game Boy title. Uh, oh, absolutely. Do we yeah. know when it was released? It, it was, was released, released in 1992. Okay, um, so that's, I think, three years after the Game Boy was out? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's correct. Um, April 22nd, or April 21st, 1989, so yeah. So three years in, uh, you know, I think the Game yeah. Boy lived so long, like, it, that's pretty early in its, <laughs> oh, in its sure. life, really over the course of things but yeah I mean, it's 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 like you said it's cute it's fun it's simplistic you know they went with that kind of like blocky look for the ground and stuff but there's some good detail in the background yeah um the animations which again they're short but just these little if you see here like the enemies hopping around and kirby's jumping and everything Along with the animations, one thing I really liked about the game was the movement and, like, the jumps and the button presses were very, like, snappy, if that makes sense. I'm um, not sure a yeah. better term, but responsive. responsive. Like, jumping and stuff felt really clean, really easy, super, super nice to play. Like, no frustration when it came to that. Um, this is... Yeah, that's... that's definitely worth noting, I think, on the Game Boy, because, as, you know, I don't know how much you've played of of some of the third party games but a lot of them don't the, have that <laughs> movement and jumping mechanics are awful yeah like to, to the point where it, like games are unplayable on it so i think them being part of nintendo like and working so closely with nintendo definitely i think helps oh, I, I <laughs> i'm imagine, sure they had yeah. some inside secrets and some of that you know nintendo quality as you want to say mm -hmm. but yeah, it's definitely, I think, one of the standouts from, like, a control perspective, for sure. Right. Um, so, more on this is, uh, it's Kirby's debut, and it's the first time Kirby's ever showed up in any game. This is the original here. Um, after this, he went on for, like, Kirby's Dreamland 2 and 3, uh, Kirby's Adventure, um few other like superstar titles have you seen him in smash i mean he's pretty much everywhere in the nintendo franchise now um, the the story if you want to call it uh there really isn't isn't one for this um there there's some little bit of story where king ddd who is the boss in this and who you've also probably seen in games like smash and stuff um he took the stars from the kirby people because he's kind of like a race of you know monster type things whatever you want to call him he's not the only kirby although that's he is kirby if that makes sense i'm not it's a it's a weird thing the story yeah. background is very small but um so there isn't much to it there but um the game it, it only has five levels which you know not that much you know you think of a game most at least games nowadays five levels would be like barely a dlc for something that would come out now right. but how long did it take you to beat to play through it so the whole game took me about 30 minutes to beat from start to finish um right. sure i kind of didn't like that it was so short in five levels but at the same time it being this old of a game they didn't have any save mechanics 
there was no like level code to get you so far so like if you wanted to beat the game you had to do it in one sitting or you'd have to pause your game boy and let it sit there on you know yeah they didn't have it was it was probably definitely a deliberate decision i think oh i'm i am the the way and it was I'm sure set up an is kind with of Sakurai somewhere saying you know that he can confirm that I, I, but right. you know I think at the time you know you wanted something bite sized you could pull out of your pocket on the train mm. right and and beat on the way to work right you know yeah and this is this and, is a great like like he just said like a great like you're traveling somewhere or you're at work and you're taking a dump and you need to play something like. <laughs> This is the game. This is the game perfect for that. Um, we've all been there. We've all been there, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's worth noting that once you beat the game, it does unlock like a hard mode. Yes. So there, um, there is a. They call it uh, what was it like the bonus, the bonus game or bonus mode, but really it's just you have less health. Um the enemies do more like they're a little quicker stuff like that like it's nothing really changes besides the difficulty which yeah it's just i think you take more damage yeah with that uh, being said the game was not super challenging not that it was really meant to be um but i didn't really have any trouble i think i died once and it was my own stupidity most likely um so not a hard game to get into if you're into platformers and you've never played it you know give it a go um now yeah, it's definitely on the that easy side again i think intentionally yeah it was meant to be you know for people who maybe hadn't played mm. a game like this before you know Mar mario obviously had come out before this and not that it's super hard, but it you know you, you get through the first couple worlds and Mario starts to become challenging. Yeah, um, and, and I that's... think this was like the the, the short condensed game version. in general, yeah. plus it being relatively easy meant that like someone younger or who's new to video games could sit down and beat a game and feel good about it and be like, hey, I beat this, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, now, saying there's only five levels, uh, the cool thing is, is each level had its own boss at the end. That's kind of a, like a signature of the series. They always have a level with, like, some kind of special boss who has special moves, whatever. One cool thing with the five levels is the first four are full-length levels like you're seeing here, and then the boss at the end. The last world you basically replay shortened versions of all the first four worlds and have to fight all four bosses that you've already beat again before you can fight King DDD. So it's kind of like a reuse of what they already had, but it was a cool reuse because it's kind of like, okay, you did it all. Now do it again. One, one world, so if you lose all your lives, you have to start from the beginning, you know. Uh, but it, it's pretty cool that way. Um, the sound and the music the music's incredible i mean i'll turn it up here a little bit so you guys can get a taste for our game boy yeah. game the music was on point um the sounds too uh every pretty much everything had its own sound you know it's his attacks his the enemies the bosses had their own 
Um, but the music's where it shines. What you're seeing here on screen right now is actually my favorite boss in the game. Uh, it kind of changed it up on you and made it like an old shoot 'em up type game where you have this balloon and you're constantly flying with these power-ups and you just unload bullets on this this blimp thing here and eventually you take it out of the sky and you win. Uh, but I thought it was pretty cool. It was a cool change of pace from the other type of bosses. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about that I found interesting, and I didn't know this, is in the newer Kirby games, and like even in Smash, when you suck up enemies, which is his primary like attack as he sucks enemies in, um, you can turn into them and gain their powers. In this one, that was not even thought of yet. So you can suck enemies in and like swallow them, but you never get any power-ups. The only power-ups in the game are, there's a microphone which clears all the enemies on screen and like the always flying one, that's it. That's all the power-ups that they had then. Um, you can see here you can suck in air when you fly around or enemies and shoot them at other enemies to take them out. That's how you pretty much had to deal with everything. Um, but yeah, there yeah, was no power-ups First time like I that. played this, which was not my first exposure to Kirby, I too, I was like... I was like, what the f what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah, like why? I like, just sucked up the sword guy. Why can't I throw the sword? Right. Like, <laughs> like these uh, guys you're seeing on screen, and the newer ones you suck them up, and you can gain that ability to use that little beam they have. But in this one, they, they didn't have any of that. It was before that time. Yeah. So, interesting little note. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about it. it. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. I would recommend anybody who's into platformers, give it a go. It's worth the 30 minutes it might take you to, to beat it, you know? I'm sure you can be yeah. done faster. I mean, this video is only 22 minutes, and this guy, it's a full playthrough, so, I mean, it, it can be done. Um, sure. I know it's, hey. a, it's a popular, like, score one where, like, see how high score you can get killing all the enemies, getting through it fast, stuff like that. Um, but other than that, it's a cute little Kirby platformer where five levels, you beat it in one sitting, and you move on with your life after that. <laughs> yeah, and I think if you've never played the Kirby games in general, I think it's, it's a, I would start with this one. Yes, uh, I, I just would because that. is it the best Kirby game? I don't think so. No, uh, I, I wouldn't say so. But it is. If you played the later ones first, you might come back to this one and be like, "This isn't a good game." Right. right. I think you got to take it at when it was came out. The fact that it's the first one. So mm -hmm. I think if you never played Kirby, definitely start with this one. If you have and haven't played this one, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's worth Yeah, still minutes. give it a go. It's like 30 yeah. minutes. You're not... The game's not a, a the game's not expensive. Um, Funny enough, I actually played the Japanese copy of it because with my modding Game Boys and stuff, they often sell them in bundles. And one came with this, you know, and it... It's the Japanese version, but the only difference was, like, the title screen was in Japanese. All the menus were still in English and stuff, so... Um. Okay. So, I'm curious. So, I feel like I remember the North American artwork for this, having Kirby be white. 
Is that the is does the cart you have show Kirby as pink or white? Um, I believe it does show him as white. At least okay. if he is pink, I'd have to go get it. It's not with me right at the moment. No, but... that's that's not a big deal. I just I feel like I remember, and I yeah yeah okay right here I see Kirby's Dreamland. The box art definitely has him white. Like this was before they even knew that Kirby was, was going to be like right. the pink turd. Well, and it's one of those is. things where you look at. <laughs> You know the game and obviously all the games were in this black and white monochrome so like color wasn't really something right. they worried about too much um, right but yeah um cool. if i'm giving my recommendation i'd say 100 percent play it that's all i can say <laughs> yeah for sure i think i know it's on i'm on the wikipedia page here for it and it says it was re-released on nintendo 3ds mm -hmm. for the virtual console yeah i know there it is on the kirby's dream collection for the wii if you don't have a game boy copy i don't yeah. i believe no i mean there's nothing on the switch the nes game is on the switch mm -hmm. um but that came after this one yes they did um I mean, there's always, you know, more dubious ways of playing games if you don't have a physical right. copy, I think. For the 30 minutes you'll spend on it, you know, if you haven't played it, that's probably the way to go. Yeah. Not that uh, I believe, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure it was remade for the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, so it was remade as Kirby's Nightmare in Dreamland. Oh, wait, no, that's a remake of the NES game. So, sorry. So, yeah, not, I guess, a ton of ways to play this, really. Yeah. Accessible now, so you might have to go with one of those more devious, devious <laughs> <laughs> ways. I won't say it, so we're not condoning it, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you finally played it. Yeah, That's I'm glad classic. I did too. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad it was the first one I gave a go to. Nice, short, and sweet. So, yeah, I think for next week there's another game by HAL Laboratories that I want to talk about called Tracks. T R A X. Okay. Um, it's like kind of a shoot 'em upy game. Um, also very simple, but. Obviously, we'll talk about it next week yeah. after I replay so it again. So if you want to hear about tracks, we'll uh, stay tuned. Come in next week, yep. Sunday and at 8. Because it's so <laughs> kind of short and simple, there may be another one. Maybe Dean will take another one. Or Yeah, I'm sure I'll be playing another else. one this week. And I'm not sure yeah, what it'll be yet, else. but uh, it'll be a surprise for anybody who wants to come back and learn about it. So. All right. All right. So moving on. I think a game we both kind of agreed we wanted to talk about. This is kind of switches up to a more modern game, but we're sticking with Nintendo today. Maybe that's a or Nintendo themed this themed, week yeah. is Luigi's Mansion Three. Incredible. So good. <laughs> <laughs> so In good. Incredible. And that's coming from someone. So just you know, throw it out there. I have not played any of the previous Luigi Mansion games. Mm. Um, did not play the GameCube version, did not play the 3DS version. I have played the arcade version. 
but you know how those go. You get so far, and then you die, and mm -hmm. you don't want to put another four bucks or whatever it is nowadays to play a freaking arcade game. Yeah. So... Uh, do you have any um, so history with Luigi's Mansion? The GameCube one I played the tiniest bit uh, during college. Um, not enough to get much from it. The 3DS version one, I think it's New Moon, is that what it's called? Uh, or Dark Moon. Dark Moon. Yeah. I did play that one to the fullest on the 3DS. Um, it was great. I loved it on there. Um okay. I will say Luigi's Mansion 3 is better. <laughs> it topped so, it for sure. And it might okay. be the limitation of the 3DS, you know, playing it like that. But the Switch was just much more enjoyable to play and a better... I feel like it had a better story, again, quote-unquote, story. But, uh, sure. Yeah. So I have some experience playing it. Okay. Well, I may lean on you a little bit for any like falling back on whether the mechanics were in previous games mm -hmm. or not but as a newcomer i thought it was great it had all the nintendo charm mm -hmm. i expect yeah, from them um, but i guess before we get too deep into that so this was just released last year in october uh october 31st actually so good move nintendo mm -hmm. <laughs> putting it out on halloween <laughs> yeah obviously it was published by nintendo and and kind of like we mentioned it's like the third in the series so there's the original on the nintendo gamecube uh, luigi's mansion dark moon for the 3ds um so the original gamecube one came out in 2001 the 3ds version came out in 2013 and then obviously the next canonical entry is luigi's mansion 3 mm -hmm. um but there's like i mentioned there's also an arcade game um which i've, I've got to play at a couple places there's a round one in the town i used to live in mm -hmm. um so they had one of the japanese luigi's mansion arcade machines and it is interesting you get like the little vacuum yeah. gun you uh, you, it's one of like those enclosed cabinets that you sit in um so yeah, it's kind of cool, but it's not really part of the main series or anything. No. I don't know what the story is or anything. Like I said, <laughs> I played through maybe one, yeah. one level and then died, and like they wanted me to swipe my card for another four dollars. <laughs> not worth it. No. So yeah, so I finished the game. Um, I think Dean told me earlier he's not quite done. Yeah, I'm about like. Done one or two of the the bosses or levels whatever it's kind of different in this game but i'm i'm pretty damn close to the end of it it's i'll be finishing it here as soon as i can so right so uh, you know just to kind of go over you know our little rubric what did you think of how the game looked i thought it was beautiful i mean it's a typical <laughs> nintendo fashion um very cartoony you know comic booky if i could say that like how things happen in the animations um but also just like even for like a switch game things like the lighting with your flashlight and stuff and again like especially the animations i i thought the animation in the game was really well done all the little enemies and the ghosts and just like you would walk around rooms and bump into tables and like the little stuff on the table would fall over like a very interactive 
yeah world with the graphics and stuff like that no that's that's the thing i noticed i I think due to the fact that you're in a lot of like small place spaces you know there's not like big wide open world or anything yeah man they packed it full of just little details Mm -hmm. but you know the light bouncing off different surfaces you know like you said all the little things that you can interact with that don't do anything for the game it's just there yeah it's just for fun you know know? like how you could suck up like the the drapes on the window right like they realistically kind of suction in and you can yank them off and right or you go into a room and there's a bunch of stuff on the shelves and you're just like eh, i'm gonna ruin this room and you just blow everything off the shelves for no reason but like it's satisfying it's it's fun i found myself you know with the kind of physics of the vacuum just like i would suck everything up in a room like systematically just go around the room because they would hide money in random yeah, things. Like, which, that's part of the game is the money, which we'll get to later in yeah. the, the gameplay side. But, um, you know, just like I was an actual cleaning person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cleaning pretty, much. pretty much. Uh, only Nintendo could make a game where you're a cleaning person. and It's, it's fun. <laughs> somehow charming and fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I think for the Switch being, you know, if you want to call it underpowered comparatively i think it looks great now i did not play in handheld um so i can't comment on whether there was any loss of quality there um so i uh, did play almost exclusively in handheld and again it looked it looked wonderful it was like a kind of a it was almost like a perfect type of game to play in handheld as well if you're someone who travels a lot just because like we mentioned there's no big areas so like all the rooms you're you're up close you know it's not like anything's too small or you can't see it it's it's very immersive in that sense that's a good point i didn't think about that yeah that would definitely help in the handheld Mm -hmm. zone okay uh any thoughts on the music again i'm not a big music person as far as like Unless it's really standout, I kind of don't notice it that much. And that's kind of how I felt Right. with this. Um, the Luigi's Mansion theme song is amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, sure, sure. Again, again, like Kyle said, the music, like, it's nothing that stood out. And I was like, wow, this is, like, the best music I've ever heard. But that's good in a way because it's meant to be background music. It's meant to just kind of pull your focus but not you know steal it steal it from the game itself um the sound effects were great um you know the vacuum noises the ghost plopping into the vacuum when you when you suck in coins or a ghost and coins come shooting out it's like you know ringing coins over the floor the sound effects were very good sound effects were very good uh those definitely i do remember just and luigi's voice yeah mario you know when you (laughs) you can have him call uh when you enter a room and it's real quiet at first before any like ghosts come out or things change uh it's not a spooky game like you're not gonna get scared playing it but it has like a charming spookiness to it where it's like a kind of like a a fun haunted house you know that type of thing so so yeah, and then I guess story-wise, it's pretty basic mm-hmm. Mario-ish story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 
King Boo captures Mario, Princess Peach, um, and your set of toads that have all come with you for a supposed uh, vacation that they want at this hotel. Yeah. <laughs> um, they all arrive at the hotel expecting to relax, and turns out that the King Boo has kind of seduced the <laughs> the hotel owner to help him capture everyone uh, yeah. but their plan is fooled when luigi escapes and thus begins your adventure to yes. go save your brother and <laughs> his lover and <laughs> and your <laughs> little your little friends yeah which so poor I... luigi gets no action <laughs> he's just doing it because he's the real MVP. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I will say the other Luigi's mansions, the story is almost identical. <laughs> the same <laughs> things happen. Mario gets taken, maybe a few other people. You have to save them. And it's Luigi's time to rise and shine to the occasion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's nothing complex. You know, they expect kids to be playing this, so you can't have, like, some backstabbing... Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know twisting and turning plot right yeah. straightforward save the people because you're the good guy and defeat the bad guy yeah and it all culminates in the end you you fight the the hotel owner and king boo right and assuming you can beat him you you know save your 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 friends right and yeah you leave the hotel and happy ever after happy ever after uh, i hesitate to say any spoilers if you haven't played it because i mean come on that's like every <laughs> book kids right. book ever written you're right? not like... <laughs> you're not playing this game for the story anyway you're playing right. it for ex the exploration and the fun puzzles and you know just seeing what they made really it's not a game yeah. where you're like oh i wonder what's gonna happen next it's no you pretty much know what's coming <laughs> Yeah, which that's a great segue into the gameplay. Yeah. Um, which, like Dean said, it's kind of the reason you're playing it in the first place. Mm. You're not even necessarily there for the graphics or music or story. Though they're all nice. Um, you're there because it's, you know, puzzles and, and exploration. So. Mm. Yeah, obviously, if you've never played the Luigi's Mansions games or... Even in Smash Brothers, I believe the vacuum makes an appearance. Mm. Um, your your main weapon is what? Do you remember what it's called? The uh, I want to. Anyone in chat knows what it's called? Oh, please gosh. throw it out there. <laughs> the Poltergust. The Poltergust. Yes, and you can. Yes. You upgrade it to something else similar to that. It's like the Poltergust yeah. 3000 or something funny like yeah, that, yeah. I forget. So, it's a vacuum cleaner. So, you have the function of you can suck things up with the main kind of combat being focused around sucking up the ghosts mm, and then like the beating the ever-loving shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like you're the Ghostbusters in the Mario universe. That's what he is. Right. In addition to sucking, it also blows. <laughs> so... <laughs> it, it sure does. It sure so does. you can also use it to push things around, obstacles, different things mm -hmm. like that. Um, it also has a couple flashlights built in. So there's just your standard... I think he always kind of has a flashlight on. Like, yes. So you can see in the dark. 
Yeah. But you can also force it to like overload and flash real bright, um, right. which will stun enemies, ghosts, you know, and allow you to go suck them up. Um, now that I will say the the flashlight like burst, um, that was in the older ones. Uh, that's kind of like the signature. Like you flash them, they get scared from the bright light, and then you you start sucking them in. Um, now okay. moving now, on. Did did you also have? I mean, obviously you had the vacuum part. Could you blow? Yes. So you out could. As well? Yeah, okay. you could suck and blow. Um, I think, and I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure. There is another flashlight you get called, like, the dark light. It's basically okay. like a, I don't know, a darkness flashlight. Like, you'd show darkness. It's um, a UV, like a UV, like a black light. Basically, yeah, like a black light. Is, um, yeah. And what it does is let you, like, reveal hidden things in the environment or certain ghosts to be able to see them because they're invisible. You have to use that. That was not something that was in the old ones. Um, Even the 3DS one? Again, I, I don't want to be 100% sure because it's been a while since okay. I played it, but I'm pretty sure it was not. Again, if there's anyone in chat who knows, please let please us know. Please let us know, yeah. <laughs> Correct me if I'm um, wrong, please. Yeah, because I did not play the old one, so I'm not sure. But yeah, yeah, the black light kind of lets you reveal hidden things, essentially, right? That could be ghosts, uh, chests, items for a puzzle you know whatever right and then i think the oh there's one other thing you can get is the suction cup shooter mm -hmm. it shoots like a plunger and oh. you can use that to like yeah. pull things down pull walls pull switches things like that um again they what i think they did really well is they different ghost types you kind of have to use all the tools mm -hmm. You know, like, there's basic ghosts where it's like, yeah, you just flash them and suck them up, beat the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, which we'll talk but, about that, too. Yeah, as you go later, you know, this particular ghost, maybe you need to pull off a piece of armor mm -hmm. that blocks your flash before you can attack it. Or, or they're invisible, and you need to find them with the black light before you can go ahead and do any of that mm -hmm. stuff, so... Yeah, I, I remember some enemies that it actually took me a little bit to kind of figure it out. Um, yeah. But, uh, like like you said, there's, like, armor or something where some, like, um, you have to pick up, like, maybe there's something in that environment, like a soccer ball or, like, you know, a glass jar or something, and you would actually have to pick shoot it up, it shoot up. it at them, which would knock off, like, their sunglasses, which would then allow you to stun them and suck them up. And it's just things like that where it doesn't tell you really that you have to do this. You just kind of got to yeah. figure it out. Like, oh, he has sunglasses on. I need to get those off somehow. What can I use to get right. those off of him? Yeah, so uh, as I keep thinking, we're reaching the end of all the things this vacuum <laughs> can do. I keep remembering more. There's also like a burst jump you can do. Mm -hmm. You don't ever really use it for platforming or anything like that. I'd say this is definitely not a platforming game. No. You're not, like, jumping anywhere. Yeah, you it's can't even really one. jump normally. Yeah. But you can use that to kind of, in the case of the sunglasses, you use that. You walk up close to them, use this, and it's kind of like a little AO area of effect 
mm-hmm. wind gust that shoots their glasses off and like no now you can go stun them right or there's certain enemies that have like floor moves and to dodge it you can use that to jump up over top of it and right. things like that um and, and then the last thing which i believe is definitely new to this game is good old gooigi gooigi yeah the that is 100 guy on the top to of the one. the box right there mm-hmm. um it seemed like to me based on how he was used for fights that it's mo- it was built i think more as a co-op thing absolutely um, that was one of their focuses with it is anybody can pick up at any time and take control of gooigi as like your player too right so most fights you you don't need gooigi i think no. there's one boss fight that requires you to use them um because you end up getting separated from gooigi but mm-hmm. uh all the rest of it it's not like it can't be played single player you'll just you kind of like gooigi like roofies luigi and <laughs> goes off and does his thing and like you can switch between them yeah um as needed mm. <laughs> um and he's used for like some basic puzzle solving you know he can fall through grates go through graded walls go through like pipes, through pipes yeah. and stuff um so he just adds another layer to like help them build the puzzles out in the world yeah which the puzzles again they're not necessarily really hard but it's all like super fun to just figure out some of them you know you got to think a little so it's not too easy but it's also there are definitely times i hit puzzles where i was like i have no idea what the fuck (laughs) right (laughs) you know what i mean like and and maybe embarrassingly that probably happened more times than i like to admit uh but you know again they do a good job of kind of telegraphing you to like hey here's how you should Hmm. solve this you know they'll do interesting things like say you need to there's a hidden chair you need for some reason Mm -hmm. uh, or a chest with an item like maybe there's a mirror opposite of where that is yeah and you can see the item in the mirror but it's not there in the actual scene so it's like telling you like hey look there's something invisible here use your black light or whatever right find it um and i think that's really the main draw of the game is the puzzles you know Mm -hmm. the combat is interesting and we'll get to that shortly but i think that's really the the, to me it was the funnest part of it was Uh all the different little puzzles they could build out of combining all these different elements Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, you want to talk a little bit about the combat yeah, so, I mean, like we mentioned before, there's a lot of different enemies. I think there is, like, maybe 10 to 15 different, like, normal ghosts that you just see everywhere. Uh, big, huge ones, little tiny ones that you can just suck up, but there's, like, 50 of them on the screen all of a sudden. Um, you you flash them, it stuns them, you, you can, you're able to suck them up. Um, some you have to, you know, flash hit him with the plunger, and then slam him to the ground. But all of them, the way it works is basically when you flash him and stun him, when you start using your vacuum on him and pulling him in, their health will, like, very slowly decrease, but they'll they'll try to get away from you. So they're, like, if you're pulling him in, he might be, like, pulling to the left, and you have to, you know, take your stick and pull it to the right. 
kind of like you're in a tug of war with this ghost. Um, and then once you kind of have them in a hold, you can basically like swing them around like a sack of potatoes or something, you know, and you just swing them over your head. And when you do that, it does, I think it's like 20 damage. It, yeah, it does it a lot like more damage. And you can, if you just spam it, you know, you can swing them around a few times and smack them off the ground. Or you can, you know, if there's multiple ghosts, you can swing them and smack the other ghosts with them, which then stuns them and damages them. Uh, and after a couple tries, uh, if they have a lot of health, if they're one of the bigger ones, you know, they'll break free, maybe go invisible, and then come back and try to attack you again. Um, but it, that's a lot of it. Uh, sometimes they'll send a lot of them at you. Sometimes they'll send multiple kinds at you. So you're kind of struggling like, oh, I need to get these, but yeah. these guys are attacking me. Um, I mean, it's, it's keeps it a good pace too. There's not a, like, you're not constantly getting attacked, but there's also not big dead zones where you're not fighting any ghosts or anything. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And I agree. I agree. And while the puzzles... I think to me seemed like the focus, right? That's like the most interesting part. Mm -hmm. The combat's super satisfying. Like yeah. you suck them up and you're just beating the fucking ever living <laughs> shit out of yeah, them on the ground. Yeah, you're swinging like... them around. <laughs> it's, it's 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 super satisfying. So uh, it kind of helps. Yeah, it breaks it up a little bit, right? You're not always puzzle solving. Sometimes you're doing mm -hmm. battles. Sometimes you're you're murking ghosts. Like whatever. <laughs> Yeah, um, one cool thing to note that I thought, I mean, they've done this in the older ones, but it, it is sat, it adds to that satisfyingness, is all the bosses, when you beat them, they always struggle to get sucked into your vacuum at the end. They have, like, that last little bit of fight in them, um, and yeah, they all have, like, like, a special animation. animation yeah. um, but with that, it's once they fully, you know, you bring them into the vacuum, it, uh... A lot of times it'll it'll pause for a second and it'll start shooting out coins from the guy that you just you know sucked in, and it's always satisfying just knowing you they like floop right in, and then just do 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 and coins go everywhere and it's like a celebration. It's 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 very satisfying. So, yeah, I mean, I think overall, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was. You know, as mm -hmm. a first-time player, Luigi's Mansion, I thought definitely worth playing. Uh, uh, based on talking with Dean, I think he feels the same. Oh yeah. Uh, obviously, he's played some of the older ones, but um, just before we end it, let's go. I know we both have one area of the game that we we didn't like. Yes. But let's and start I... with let's start with that, and then we'll go into maybe some areas we thought were pretty cool. Um, yeah, and you don't have to go into too much detail, right? Because obviously, if you're listening and haven't played it, you wouldn't know what the hell we were talking about. But <laughs> right, the what I felt like the lowest point of the game was there's a boss that involves you floating in a little rubber ducky fight, mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a waterish fight. And the way it controls is you use the vacuum to either push or pull yourself, right? Yeah. Obviously, if you blow, you're going to move backwards. If you suck, it's going to pull you pull forward. Pull you forward, right. And you have to... 
I don't even remember how you get him. You gotta so, get him to spin out or to, to fly. There's mines all over the walls. Yeah. So, and they're in the water and spikes on the wall. And you're just playing this game of like trying to figure out these wonky controls that <laughs> they just threw at you. Yes. In this stupid rubber ducky <laughs> trying to get this boss to spin out so you can have his thing pop. Meanwhile, you're... He's shooting shit all over the arena. <laughs> yeah. and, like there's spikes on every wall, so if you go a little too far, it, you pop and go flying. It's it it's was the I died it's so many times. It's awful. Right. And the whole kind of build up to that area is just I didn't find was fun. Not the, like my least favorite area of the whole mm-hmm. hotel. So yeah. The boss fight, yes, it was extremely annoying. You had to, like you said, you got, like, bombs or something, you stunned them, and then you'd suck him up, because he was also in, like, a rubber ducky for some reason. And you'd shoot him into the spike walls, and that was how you damaged him. Um, But I think what I actually hated the most was the level leading up to him. Because there are certain points where, like, there's, like you said, there's spikes on the walls, or, like, these shark ghosts come at you. And, you know, you might have just did a puzzle. wasn't hard, but it took some time. And then all of a sudden, your your duck pops. Well, instead of just, like, <laughs> shipping you back to the edge or, like, taking some damage, nope. You have to go back to the last checkpoint and redo everything you just did because you instantly die when you get popped. Um, yeah. Which, there was one part where these three little shark ghosts came at me. And I think I did it like eight times because they just kept popping me and I could not get around them with those weird controls. And I'd have to keep doing the same part over and over again and it just got frustrating. It was not a good yeah, time. It was definitely my, I think, a blemish on an otherwise great game. Yeah. Uh, but it is only one part. Uh, you don't revisit the rubber ducky again. No. After that, they, so, they, you're done with it. Yeah. So. But I think the area I found the coolest was your kind of... So each floor in this hotel, you kind of work your way up the hotel as mm. you... On your way. There's, I don't know, a bunch of different floors. I think I there's like 15, 16 or something like that. Maybe more. But each one has a theme. Um, you know, like a nautical theme or... The one I personally liked was in like an ancient Egyptian theme. I was gonna say sure that too. No, I was gonna say that um, one too. I loved it. I thought it was so cool because it used sand that you could actually manipulate with your right. vacuum cleaner to either remove or push around, where you like have to make ramps or clear out certain things of mm-hmm. the sand in order to access it. I just thought it showed off kind of the physics system at work and there were some really interesting puzzles yeah no that was that was one of my favorites for sure i like same reason the sand just it was so cool how it worked and it was again super satisfying how it like sucked it up and you could blow it to make ramps and build piles and but my other favorite i would say was probably there's like a movie themed one um oh yeah there's like four different rooms you go into and they're all like a set of a different type of movie and you like play out the movie basically using Gooigi as like your actor. Um, you'd have them go in and do stuff and you'd film them on the camera and you, when you were looking through the camera you could see more of the environment around you and stuff like that. 
I yeah, just... you'd see like all the special effects that yeah. you wouldn't see when you were actually in the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one was pretty neat too. That and then the boss fight was was really dope. Um, I don't know if Kyle remembers this, but it's basically like you're on like a mini city set. So oh like, yeah, it's like a little tiny yeah. village, like a desktop, you know, like train train thing that you'd see. But uh, so you're huge compared to these buildings, and you basically fight like a Godzilla ghost. And you're yeah. walking around this city, like shooting like electric balls at each other and stuff, and it's just it's super cool. It was one of yeah, my it was, was my favorite boss probably. All right, so I think that kind of wraps up our thoughts on Luigi's yeah. Mansion Three. Mm-hmm. I think it's worth playing if you got a Switch. Yeah, um, it's pretty long. Whether you've too. played the previous ones or not, uh, there's lots of like some hidden secrets and ghosts and things you can find if you're the type that likes to do all the extra completionist type stuff mm. um, there's some multiplayer mode which i can't i don't think either of us no, really speak I, have, to I haven't play. played it i haven't even seen it being uh, played so can't talk about too much for the asking price the single player is more than lengthy and worth it and there's extra mm. stuff to do absolutely yeah, give it a shot all right <sighs> So I think we have a few like gaming news type things to talk about. Um, first one being the At Games Arcade Legends Ultimate, um, which is not something new that's just coming out now. Um, it's been out for a while. It's just been very hard to find. Um, and essentially what it is, it's a full-size arcade cabinet. And if you scroll down, Dean, we'll mm-hmm. kind of give the high-level overview. comes with 350 games built in. Uh, you can kind of see the control deck there. You've got two sets of controls, so you can play one and two-player. As well as a trackball in the middle for any games that would use a trackball. Um, and then there's, if you scroll down a little bit more to the classic controls, uh, it's at the bottom. Right yeah, you can see it. It also has two spinners, one for each player, for arcade games that use that type of spinner. Um, and then it's got, you know, like a LCD screen. Uh, they have their own, like, front end on it to access the built-in games. They also have, if we go to the other link, Dean, the features list, oh, okay. I can go through that. So, they said it's full size. So some of the like extra bonuses you can get. So they have this service called Arcade Net. Um, essentially, it's like a subscription service where they'll have new games coming that they'll release. So this thing's internet capable, so you can hook it up via Ethernet or Wi-Fi um, and download updates. Uh, and then part of that is this arcade net. So right now, I believe it's in beta. So if you have one of these or are going to get one shortly, there's no subscription. You just get free access to the beta. But once it fully releases, whenever that is, um, you'll pay some subscription to essentially either stream or download the games to your machine. Um, and they're just additional games on top of those 350. Um, so they also have this feature called BYOG, which, stand, which is 
bring your own game. Um, and that lets you do a couple different things. Um, so one of them is if you have a local PC, this is kind of an interesting feature, I think. Um, you can actually hook it up and play your Steam games through that PC, through your own local network. So like say I have Street Fighter 4 on PC, I can play it through this Bring Your Own Game feature using my arcade controls and seeing it on my arcade screen and then play two-player or whatever at mm -hmm. the thing like it was an actual arcade game. Um, so that works for other games too. Uh, just Street Fighter is an easy example. Um, yeah. So in, a, in addition that to that, true. they have kind of like a Google Stadia-ish type thing, where in, if you don't have your own PC, you can pay, they say here, a dollar an hour, uh, which seems ridiculous to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why would do this? But essentially, they'll they have a library of games on Steam on their own servers up in the cloud and you can pay them to play those games on your arcade machine. Mm -hmm. um, then the other big one is this HDMI and USB hookups that are available right on the front of the unit that allow you to plug in. So the way they say it is they at games also makes these little usb or hdmi dongles that you like plug in your tv to play like you know pac-man or whatever mm -hmm. like these little dongles that they'll sell you so you can plug those in and use the arcade controls there um but also you can also put on your own custom roms so that's the big draw right i can plop a usb in there that has custom roms and play them on my machine with arcade controls so I'm not limited yeah, to that 350 which is, games, which is awesome. Which is huge, right? Because as we'll go through those games, it's not the greatest selection of games in mm -hmm. the world. Um, you can also plug in, like if you're playing like a four-player arcade game, maybe you dropped one all your custom ones on, like Simpsons Arcade or something. So you only have two-player controllers there, but you, I can plug in some USB controllers, hand it to two mm -hmm. other friends. Boom, we're playing four players on an arcade cabinet. Right. Um, and then kind of some newer features that they've been releasing with their firmware. Um, you can also use devices like a Raspberry Pi hooked up with like RetroArch and plug that in via USB and HDMI. And whatever games you can play on that Raspberry Pi can use the, the arcade controls on it. Hmm. Um, so like you're opening up a whole nother avenue to play games with like actual arcade controls right um so yeah so i recently ordered one that's why we're talking about it i'm excited about it <laughs> to come and to put together and to, to experiment with all these different things um obviously next time dean comes to visit once the quarantine's over we'll be playing <laughs> some two-player arcade yeah, games for sure um, but yeah, if we bring up the list of built-in games, it's yeah, you, you'll see the problem with it right away. Um, so 350 sounds like, holy shit, that's a lot of fucking games. Yeah. <laughs> um, problem is, it's not all arcade games. So a large portion of them are console Which, versions. Which, yeah, you can see here. So, for instance, like Aladdin... Uh, you know, the old Genesis Aladdin. That never came out in arcades. No. But the console version's on here. 
it's like, okay, that's fair. You can play that game with arcade controls. It'd probably be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that that'll be the case for some of these other condo games that I would say. I feel like some of them I'd rather have a controller, which again, you're free to plug one in right. anytime and use it. Um, the other big kind of thing is if you scroll down a little bit, like go to like Burger Time, for instance. Right. That's a great example. There's will... three different versions of Burger Time. <laughs> right. And those That's all, what I was all say. count towards the 350. But you have the arcade, which I'm not a big Burger Time fanatic, so if I'm wrong on this, feel free to throw the hate at me. <laughs> Um, whenever you're listening to this, it's fine. I got thick skin. Uh, it's, I'd say the arcades, I would assume that's probably the best version, right? You know, for the time it came out, arcades were more powerful than what you're going to get in your home. Mm-hmm. So I believe one of the console versions, the Atari 2600, maybe, or one of its iterations, that's going to be shit. Why would you ever play that? <laughs> right. <laughs> Over the arcade version. That's true, yeah. <laughs> The other one might be the Commodore version, which I've heard is okay, but... But again, the arcade version, you have the arcade controls, and it's going to be the best one. (laughs) Why play the other two? Right. So it's like, okay, three three of my 350 options are the same fucking game. Yeah. Um, And you can see that repeated with Burning Rubber, like arcade and console, Canyon Bomber, arcade and console. Asteroid, And it's like the arcade version of, like, I'm pretty sure Canyon Bomber... And I'll, I'll double check it just to be sure. Um, yeah, so it was for the 2600 and a, and the arcade game. It's like the arcade game's gonna be better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Atari 2600 was not good yeah. <laughs> for the time. It was great. You know, if I'm gonna pick between playing arcade and console, like I want to play the arcade game. Why even include the other one? Like, mm-hmm. give me some other good arcade games instead. Right, or even if it wasn't good ones, give get some arcade games that you maybe because I notice a lot of them are ones that I've never heard of, you know. Right. For well, I get licensing's a thing, right? Yeah. You know, they're and, and the saving grace is again, and the reason I'm still super fucking excited to get one. If it was just these 350 games, eh, I might still think about getting it because I just know that the modding community would rip out this out. and put yeah. something else in <laughs> yeah but that's the beauty of it is they're saying hey we get it this isn't the greatest list of games we're going to give you all the options to play the games you want mm-hmm. right whether you want to load them up and run them off of the version of mame we have on here or whether you want to take a raspberry pi and hook it up and run your own version and just just use us for the controls on screen that's fine so yes the built-in games are not the greatest but the options are all there to make it however you want it, really. Mm. And I know, you know, I've been following the communities. There's a big Facebook group, which, ooh, Facebook, gross. <laughs> but um, it seems to be the most active I can find for it. Yeah. Um, and there's sense. people modding the hell out of these. You know, you can easily replace the buttons if you don't like those switches and that they have put in there, right? You can order your Sanwa switches or whatever for your right. custom market. Like if experience. you're if you're <laughs> a 
a very like in-depth arcade person or something and you right. are in all this you have that capability to swap things out and make it even more custom to you yeah and people have been you know redoing the artwork putting light up marquees on it like it, it's all pretty customizable right mm. some of it sanctioned by them to say here add what you want to it and some of it, you know, it's just the way it's constructed. It's like, hey, swap out the marquee, throw a light behind it. Looks fucking sick. Yeah. So, I don't know, I'm excited. The shipping's slow because of, you know, the global pandemic. So, I'm just impatiently waiting, hoping <laughs> it comes before I have to go back to work, which, I don't know, President just said they were pushing it out till the end of April, so I'll probably still be home. Yeah. Uh, I think Dean had a few. Yeah, I just had a, a few yeah. little things. Um, figured might be noteworthy to talk about. So, uh, one thing I found. Um, and I'll put the article here. Not that there's much to read, but uh, I saw this and kind of related to what we were just saying about this pandemic with the virus and everything. Um. People often were always worried, like, I see on Reddit and stuff, like, well, what if the internet shuts down? Like, what are we going to have to do, basically? <laughs> um, <laughs> but it looks like there is companies who are, you know, taking that into consideration and stuff. So I saw this article earlier on Digital Trends. Uh, Sony, um, basically for their PlayStation Network and all that, uh, PS4, um they plan on basically limiting the download for like new games or updates and stuff. So if you, you know, if you were going to download a new game, it might be a little slower in the coming weeks. Um, and that's to save their servers from getting, you know, bogged down to where it would crash or something like that, you know, free up some bandwidth for other stuff. But they did mention, and they say it here, uh, they may experience somewhat slower delayed game downloads, but we will still enjoy robust gameplay. So they don't plan on like your matchmaking and actual like gameplay. They don't plan on slowing that at all. So your games, I mean, they might be laggy just for the pure fact that you have so many people playing things right now, but right. they're not limiting that. Um, so they're taking away what they can get away with to help with everything. But, they're not, and I imagine like Microsoft and that. I'm sure they'll probably be doing something like this if they're not already doing something like this, you know. Uh, yeah, and I know I've heard other companies doing similar things. I think I feel like YouTube mm -hmm. uh, and even Twitch may be basically serving their videos at slightly lower quality to help right. ease the burden on the internet infrastructure <laughs> right, as which... we have you know record numbers of people mm -hmm. getting online for not even just you know various pleasure things you know watching videos gaming but with yeah, all these companies moving to work from home right that's a huge with all the video conferencing going on and teleconferencing via skype or uh slack or whatever tools you may use right mm -hmm. that's huge right uh, so pay, and I, uh, to be fair i'd rather that. have my youtube video be a lower quality and let you know some doctors have a meeting <laughs> exactly right and, and then hog up all the bandwidth 
right like it, yeah. there's more important stuff that needs it and you know like Cal said if i'm getting a lower quality at least i can still watch it it's not just cut off completely you know like right. there's that uh pate mentioned here he said that youtube is doing that for sure so we they must be limiting it uh i imagine too it's probably like old videos that don't get a lot of views maybe they don't push to their servers as much so like yeah you know if it's not being activated and accessed then why why push it so it makes sense uh i know uh things like discord and stuff they've been doing a lot of good with like helping expanding their services so like it used to be a free user could only video conference with like 10 people well now they opened it up to 50 people for free for like classrooms and stuff so they're they are doing stuff with it it's it's all helping so just wanted to bring that up yeah um also stay the fuck inside yeah stay inside <laughs> sooner we all listen get through to this, what they say follow the rules the sooner we can all get back to life right <laughs> and just listen to what they say just do what they say that's all i can <laughs> ask um be informed yeah be informed um so with that being said there is a couple of quick things i wanted to say so um a couple of notable games that will be releasing you know the last two days of this month and throughout april uh, resident evil 3 remaster um a lot of people probably seen resident evil 2 remaster it was really good looking it was awesome a lot of people really loved it uh they did a good job on it so they're doing three now um i've seen some demos and like couple youtubers got early access again looks awesome those games are good to begin with so that'll be cool yeah and i think it's just built off the same the same engine with some engines yeah so yeah so that's why it's such a quick turnaround mm -hmm. and i imagine at this rate they're probably going to keep doing all the old school ones up until they get to ones you know that are recent anyway um right April 9th, I know Kyle will be excited about this, the Final Fantasy VII Remake is finally coming out after the delays it's had. Um, I've seen yes, videos, it looks incredible. I know the demo's out, I have not played it, I've been avoiding any talk mm -hmm. of it, I kind of want to just jump into it the day it comes out so I don't get that feeling of like, this demo was great and now i have to wait to play it yeah <laughs> so i feel that um uh but yeah i mean not that i have lack of games to play but that's definitely gonna be one of the few that i pick up and immediately start playing just mm. nostalgia <laughs> yeah it's one of the best ones and they did change some stuff but i think it'll still be good um yeah. april 23rd uh the trials of mana come out for N nintendo there uh I believe this is just a collection of the old ones kind of remade if i'm not mistaken or is um, it new i i didn't look into i feel it like trials lot. i don't think it's new i think it was only released in japan okay yes uh it's a 3d remake of a hit classic japanese rpg released in 1995 right so, okay, so... the secret of mana it's based on the secret of mana games right it's part of that series of games and i think this will be the first time it's been released in the u.s um okay. i think there was there's 
a English translation out there if you want to play the original version of it. Mm. But um, yeah, this will be the first official release of Trials of Mana. There is a Secret of Mana collection available. You can buy that now okay. for Nintendo That's, Switch. Yeah, that has I remember the, seeing that too. Uh, that has the there's a Game Boy game that was called Final Fantasy Adventure that's actually when it that's what it was called when it came to the US but it actually was a Secret of Mana game mm-hmm. and then there's Secret of Mana for Super Nintendo and uh, another one that I can't think of right so yeah, um, yeah April 23rd that'll be coming out um and the last one I have here that's pretty notable and we don't really play this anymore, but for all you Fortnite fans out there, on April 29th, uh, Chapter 2, Season 3 will be starting. I haven't followed it since Chapter 2, but they're still trucking along and a lot of people still play it, so that's when that comes out. Um, and then a little thing we wanted to start doing is kind of, if we see any great deals or free games popping up, uh, we'd let you know here, uh. On the Epic Games Store every month, they do... Well, not every month. It's like a couple times a month, actually. Um, so these ones are from today. You can get them now till April 2nd, so a couple days. Um, World War Z is free right now. And once you claim it, it's it's yours forever. I uh, highly recommend World War Z. I actually paid money for it. It's fun. I'm kind of pissed that I paid money for it, though, because now it's free. <laughs> um but yeah, go download that. That's a good one to play with your friends. It's like a Left 4 Dead, but third person. Huge, huge swarms of zombies. Uh, yeah, I need to download that. We got. We should play that. Because uh, I did remember seeing it, but I wasn't going to pay for it. <laughs> right, it's free now. <laughs> so now so it's free. So. Download it. We'll play it. it it's pretty fun. Um, there's a game called Figment, which I didn't look too much into it. It seems like a point-and-click type puzzly adventure game not my style but i know a lot of people are into that uh gone homes free which is like a, a third or a first person like narrative storytelling game it's pretty short from what i remember i played it on ps4 it, it's interesting there's not much action it's very heavily story driven a lot of people liked it though um then there's another one that was interesting it's called tormentor and like tormentor versus Pres- punisher type thing it's a very like artistic game it's like a it's like a shooter twin stick shootery type thing i think um it the vi- i didn't like i said i didn't look much into it but the visuals were crazy looking in it so if you want that yeah, go check it out they're all free on the Epic like game store so a game i would like so. um but yeah there's their uh next episode i'll let you know they do it like once every week they release some free games um and side note just because i saw it today a humble bundle they released a few new bundles um i go to humble bundle a lot you donate to charity if you've never heard of them you donate you pick where your money goes developers charity and they they usually have bundles of games or books or software uh but they just released one they have a capcom one a bunch of old capcom games but they released one called award winners it has a bunch of indie games that they've given, you know, awards to Yoki's Express, uh, Owlboy, stuff like that. But yeah, that's every week. I, I'll probably bring some of that to 
to the table some free games some good deals stick around to the end if you want to hear it you know but that's all that's all, right. all that for that section so all right well that brings us to the end of episode two yeah uh, so it was not much shorter than episode one no um, i imagine so. i imagine as we get it ironed out we'll these episodes they won't be too much shorter but they will be a little more consumable um yeah i think you know we kind of want to keep it loose and just like talking you know not like super scripted and straightforward a little more flowing mm -hmm. so I, I i can't say we're gonna have a hard time limit but they won't be much longer than this if ever longer than this yeah um after this episode within the next few days depending on how uh the upload goes and getting approved and all that uh these shall start be showing up on like spotify and itunes and you'll be able to get it uh just audibly in the future we might upload these to youtube um not sure about that yet we'll have to figure that out and get it all set up but yeah yes. so look for these on spotify itunes twitch vods uh we plan on doing this every Sunday at 8 o'clock, so tune in next week. We'll be here. Uh, probably bringing you some new Game Boy games that we've played, some other deep dives, more news, et cetera, et cetera. So. Yep. And if you want to reach out to us, have thoughts on games we should play, a topic we should cover, um, our email is in the description below on twitch mm -hmm. it if is, you are listening go ahead <laughs> it is the bitbrothers.podcast at gmail.com and you can send us any requests there we'll read them uh you can also dm us on twitch uh yeah. if you need to we also have a twitter that we haven't put anything on yet but it exists yeah um We'll talk. I'll say not the best way to reach us now, so I'm just throwing it out there that we will have it, uh, and when mm. we do, we'll announce it on the stream and yeah. put it in. The so, well, um, thanks right. for watching and listening, everybody, and I hope you have a good rest of your Sunday and a great week next week. Yep. Stay safe. Stay home. And we'll see you next Sunday. See you, everybody.